Oh, hey, Greg. Brian. Did you uh, happen to catch that new Egan O'Ryan campaign ad? Um, yeah, the one that the stranger printed across the uh, their endorsements issue cover. Ooh, no, this one was more on the interior. Okay. From Egan O'Ryan. Seeking voters. Looking for Latina, what? Italian, Spanish woman, fine if partially white or black, or Asian, or Native uh, American, uh, or Middle Eastern. Uh, Think United Colors of Benetton. 5'2 to 5'9. 21 to 29. Small to medium build. Distinctive features are great. Preferably educated. Uh, 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 Brian, I don't even know what to say to that. A little specific, right? Yeah, it's it's a fairly broad demographic when you add it all up, I guess, but all the weirder to to identify it in that way. Well, Egan's anticipated that, and he wants you to know that he hesitated to put this out there because it's so specific. But he wants you to know... There's reasons behind his choices. Oh, it's not weird then. Great. And welcome back to the Seattle Sucks Podcast, where it is once again a Greg and Brian episode. No! (laughs) Colin is off the boat because of stormy seas. Having a family or something, I don't know. Uh, Colin has people in his life who care about him. Me and Greg, however, are on the boat. Colin goes places because he's middle class. <laughs> uh, jokes on him. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, how about that sweet Egan O'Ryan ad on the Strangers? The Strangers had their endorse the the editorial staff had their endorsement in the interior of the magazine, but the publisher had their endorsement on the front of the magazine. Yeah, th- yeah this point. is this is an old story at this point, but we are gonna finally get into ballots dropped a couple of days ago. We're gonna mm-hmm. jump into some really exciting um, endorsement coverage. You'll hear our own endorsements. Yeah, um, we were gonna do our own like individual endorsement release. But, you know, we just found this one that's so perfect. Yeah, it matches yeah, it's, better everything just, we, it's better to just yeah, read what we've got here. We just thought to amplify it. Um, we've done a lot of talking about District 4, of course. Mm-hmm. Sean Scott for some, versus somebody. I, I, I can't, can't even remember. remember. Um, we're Next week, we're going to take, finally, at long last, our deep dive into the District 3 race. Um, so we start talking about... But we, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about Egan right now, and then we'll get into the other uh, stuff. But yeah, this, it, it, this is old now, but it it bears talking about it because it's just so fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, and I I was, I was joking with Greg that uh, I actually picked up, like a true boomer, I picked up a piece of physical newspaper media outside of a store the other day and that i got a physical copy of the stranger disclaimer brian is not actually a boomer you may (laughs) continue to listen yeah and uh i was joking with greg that i thought from the photo on twitter that it was like a sleeve ad that had been like put around the newspaper for egan o'ryan yeah it is literally printed on the bottom third yeah yeah what's like whatever the it's so funny because like their defenses of it the 
were like, um, it's uh, it's on the the there's another cover on the inside, or like most of you read it online anyway. <laughs> and it's like the editorial news department or the editorial and advertising department, or you know, have a firewall between them, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like. You you kind of missing the point. Whatever const- they're I'm, in adjacent rooms, guys. It's not. I think they're on different floors. Actually, um, the uh, <laughs> in fact the stranger has two floors is the most shocking <laughs> part of this. They do, whole thing. yeah, all, all of two. The thing is, is like yes, if they had actually, if the Ed, Ed board had come out and endorsed Egan Orion, that would be something to be mad about because that would be very shitty and stupid. But to get mad at them for like for I mean for selling an ad at Egan Orion, yeah, I mean. Yeah, it is their business. For like someone somewhere plotting with the advertising department and this conspiracy mm-hmm. to like sell this incredible ad that they probably shouldn't sell at all to Egan O'Rion specifically because someone wants him, whatever. What's funny is that they would put a campaign ad on the cover of their endorsement issue at all <laughs> because, I mean, just because it's it's so clearly like interferes with just clearly communicating to people who read the paper yeah yeah. right like this it's a newspaper like their entire thing is (laughs) saying things to the city right and it's like the so the defenses of it are just they're just baby talk because at the end of the day the cover of their endorsements issue makes it look Mm. like they emphatically endorse egan o'ryan yeah, many in their past endorsement issues have had on the cover full cover pictures of candidates they've endorsed. You know, like yeah. you might <laughs> want to do in an endorsement yeah. issue. Yeah, this has something uh, uh, totally uh, abstracted. A it's a peach. Seattle's famous for its peaches. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to know why. But um, and then so it's something totally random. Mm-hmm. Uh, some visual pun of some kind that I'm not even going to look into and then this massive Egan O'Ryan ad and it's like you, you did this to yourself you endorsed mm-hmm. in this election and then you badly communicated that I mean what whatever that that's that's your whole reason for existing yeah. right like that's yeah it's an enormously stupid thing to do on probably one of the few uh, issues that you're actually moving a lot of copies of now, Katie did reach out to me via Patreon. As <laughs> as people know, she is our first Patreon subscriber. Mm-hmm. And she said that while she sees our point, she also sees many other points. Okay. I want to hear this. And that those points form a kaleidoscope. And in the end, who knows who's right or what was wrong? Well, can you ever really know? Exactly. So, okay, so we're going to save um, talking about um, the Flash Mob King versus uh the queen of america yeah (laughs) race like next week uh because we've got some guests coming on we're gonna have a good old time diving into that uh to give that as much attention as like we've given to the d4 race um yeah in our filth filthy electoralism yeah and try and yeah i mean and we'll just sum up you know that and then we'll save it all for next week but uh just like we told you guys to go illegally vote in district four whether you live there or not do the same in district three and vote for Sawat. yeah, yeah. i mean unfortunately like cast- in america when you, you will be charged for each individual act mm-hmm. criminal act and that will multiply your sentence voter fraud's not really a crime greg it's like 
at most an administrative slap on the wrist. So while you're casting six ballots in District 4, you might as well cast an additional four in District 3. Steal ballots out of mailboxes. Yeah, It's probably too late. Everyone's probably brought them in, but... Not me, Greg. I don't look in my mailbox for weeks at a time. So, so what, do, what do we have, Brian? Tell, tell us what we have here. Well, you know, as we talked about earlier, we were going to uh, create our own list of endorsements, but friend of the show, uh, Christopher Rufo, he just he came in and scooped us, and you know, he dropped yeah. his list of endorsements, and it just matches well, ours saves perfectly. Us, saves us time. It, we're nothing if not lazy. So we're going to we also, uh, Spog, after two years ago, uh, swearing up and down that they wouldn't do endorsements anymore, uh, released their own special list of endorsements. So the Police Officers Guild will be will be checking in with them periodically well, to see where they stand on this, this election. This is the <laughs> most important election of Cop Lives. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And all Cop Lives matter. Yeah, they sure do. <laughs> all right, well... Christopher Ruffo, I think he tried to get this published in the Wall Street Journal, probably the New York Times, uh, but it got published on the prestigious outlet of Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) It begins, Seattle people, listen up. Well, guys, everybody, cool, popular guy speaking here. It's got our attention. It's got my uh, attention. Tune in. Turn on. All right. So here's his thoughts. District 1. Okay, so this is so District One. This is Lisa Herbold, the incumbent, mm-hmm. and a guy, uh, Phil Tavel, who I saw both of them at the ACLU Washington Police Accountability Forum the other day. So we both know they're real people. They exist. And human. Um, I have thoughts Not on them. Not true but in all districts. I, Chris lines up with us, so uh, you might as, we might as well just hear it from him. Yeah, District One, uh, our first endorsement of the day. You know, drum roll. Phil Tavel. Okay, yeah, right on. So Phil Tavel for Seattle is a thoughtful, pragmatic voice for West Seattle. He's a longtime public defender who understands the balance between criminal justice reform and maintaining public safety. His opponent, Lisa Herbold, is an ideologue that has failed to address the problems of homelessness, crime, and affordability during her tenure. Okay, I, I mean, I can't keep up the ruse. It's too boring. Um, that is, that's Lisa Herbold as an ideologue. Um, okay, dude, chill out. But what's he, he accuses her of not having solved homelessness and our other social problems. Is that what he's saying? Uh, yeah, she's too soft on the homeless. And even though I'm sure it, uh, as we kind of heard him express, pains him to have to endorse a public public defender uh he is clear that he does believe in maintaining maintaining public safety which i can only assume means uh putting homeless people in camps right well we know that the um this dichotomy he's trying to draw between criminal justice reform uh which is uh a meaningless concept in itself Mm -hmm. and public safety is bullshit anyway but as you know as we know as as so uh sharply pointed out at the other cop <laughs> issues forum uh the spog forum by mm-hmm. district four candidate sean scott himself absolute champ the uh the cops are out there killing people they're they're a, the public safety <laughs> menace that yeah. we need to fucking deal with okay so like um but you know phil tavel's a interesting character i mean he is a public defender mm-hmm. that 
that might sound like the kind of person you'd want to vote for, but in a crowd of people, of candidates, those who showed up to that uh, police accountability forum, he was one who stood out for mm-hmm. being kind of wishy-washy on some things. I mean, yeah. largely the whole There's thing... There's a term was... for that. It's called taveling. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, he... Uh, the the whole thing was sort of a, a joke. The questions were mostly mm. stupid. I don't remember them all. I live tweeted it, but like I didn't. I go read some actual reporters' shit. Greg like, doesn't remember the questions because he's too busy on his goddamn phone. No, yeah, basically. I don't know how. I mean, whatever. I was just trying to, you know, I was just base posting. But um, uh, you should have asked each one if cops are shooting in your neighborhood. What are you gonna do? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of candidates took. Well, half about half the candidates took the time to like go. Well, we need to, you know, like to give a little deference to officers. Mm-hmm. But he certainly did, and he was sort of a very equivocating on a lot of stuff that everybody else was really lined up on. Um, yeah, on you know, police accountability, actually and, engaging in. And police you got to wonder, like, yeah, uh, this, yeah, this. So it's not like some kind of hero, public defender. Yeah, we're talking. It was about already here. equivocating now, and it doesn't even matter, right? <laughs> like, no and he was in a crowd. Not, I mean, he was in front of a anything. crowd that was responsive to like, like not doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was people who wanted to hear um, the cops are going to be held accountable, and it's not like. And he did like on a lot of things come down on the same side as everybody else. Again, these mm-hmm. questions were largely bullshit and very small in scope. It got very. A lot of them were very like technical, mm-hmm. like very specific legislative and contract issues. Um, that like a, you know, asking where would you come down on this very specific issue that's mm-hmm. happening right now? This is bullshit because um, it doesn't really get to like an overall um, viewpoint on it. Some people uh, went out of their way to make their viewpoint known. I mean, Sean mm-hmm. Scott certainly did. Um, Again, King. Tavel and Dan Strauss and uh, Andrew Lewis and Jim Pugil all sort of went out of their way to cast Spog, the Seattle Police Officers Guild, as part of the labor movement. Tried to cast yeah. their support of like, you know, collective bargaining. And, we'll see if like, that pays out for them with the Spog endorsements. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, like. They tried. They're like, well, you know, we we think you know collective bargaining is sacrosanct, and this is a union, and these are workers. We support mm-hmm. union workers, and it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, cops are not labor. I'm sorry, they're so, the fucking boot of the state. Also, when uh, Boeing used the state to overturn the IAM's contract in 2012, I'm sure I can find every one of these people speaking out against it, right? Yeah, and they're still very upset about it. I'm sure. And you know, other candidates were there to say, "How did uh fuck the fuck yeah fuck the fog and that yeah. fucking contract?" Yeah. Shama uh, came up very <laughs> strongly. Uh, <laughs> where everyone went, there was this great moment actually where it, like went down the line, and everyone was like, "Yeah, well, you know, clarify." Like, uh, I just want to say, you know, we gotta we we have to be good partners in these negotiations with this union, you know, when, when to get a good, a better contract next time, you know, and like whatever. And the moderator comes back around to Sean, who he started with, because he's hearing all these people say like, well, you know, the union is the union and like, yeah, we yeah. need to work with them. And like, we're not blaming the union for this. This is a bad process, you know, at city sure. hall and whatever. And he's like, did you want to clarify? Like, did you, he's like giving him an opportunity to like, mm-hmm 
massage or take back, like something that could have been interpreted like that he was blaming Spog for this. And he and Sean's just like, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm blaming Seattle <laughs> Police Officers Guild for the <laughs> shitty contract. Dang. They are in, in total bad faith yeah. with any concept of reforming yeah. the department. Um, as we will see as we get into. So, like, there were, that was, it was a weird scene, man. It was yeah. a weird scene. How but Tavel, uh... Tavel, like, he, I mean, yeah, he just came off. He's he's the chamber candidate. Yeah. Um, How did uh, Lisa come off at that? You know, uh. Nothing remarkable? Yeah, not remarkable. You know, Feels like, like her that's career. kind of, I know. You just, like, she's, she's just the <laughs> That's better. the funny part about that, her being an ideologue. Like, come yeah, on. it's so funny. Like, <laughs> She can be all over the place, and mm-hmm. she's not terrible on a lot of things. Like, but, but she's not as certainly not as bad as Tavel, who's he's the chamber candidate yeah, for yeah. sure. He's anti density. The usual to... pile of horseshit. Yeah, that you'd expect uh, Chris Rufo to endorse. So, um, released earlier this week, uh, hot off the presses to all media outlets from Officer Kevin Stuckey. <laughs> Sorry, it's a funny name. <laughs> oh, wait. Are we, do we get Spog to hear from Spog? Kevin Stuckey. Uh, we have our Spog endorsements. Okay. And uh, they were, uh, we'll just say, short-winded on this. But for District 1, who do you think, Lisa or, or Tavo? Uh, I'm just, I, I'm, you're holding me in suspense. All our listeners are on the edge of their, their toilets right they now. They went ahead and endorsed Phil Tavo. Oh, so well, you know there we that. go. So. Now, this is only remarkable in that, in some races, they chose not to endorse at all. So know that when you're thinking, oh, this guy, he's a career public defender. Just realize that Spog came out and only endorsed in half of the races, (laughs) and they they want They endorsed sparingly, and Tavel was on the list. So I feel like that means you mark Tavel off your list (laughs) immediately. All right, so let's move on to District 2. District 2. Is, uh, Mark Solomon and... Um, Tammy Morales. Tammy Morales. This is the southeastern quadrant of the city. Yes. So, our boy, Christopher Rufo... Let's hear it. ...endorses... Mark Solomon. No one... <laughs> this not, this, this, this the joke tension. is getting fucking old, man. Do you think that people have already read this? Is that why you think there's no tension? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom probably on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> Everybody who reads those, like, memes that, uh, you know, boomers post about, like, don't help this child. If a child comes up to you asking for help, don't help them or else gangs will murder you. Um, so Mark Solomon, he's a military veteran and longtime Seattle police employee who would bring his brand of calm, rational leadership to South Seattle. Yeah, rational leadership. Uh, I, wow, yeah, that sounds great. Also endorsed by uh, Jenny Durkin. Uh, uh, you'll be surprised to learn. Endorsed by Spog. Oh, my not, to, not to jump ahead on her. What on do you this. know about that? Well, that doesn't surprise me. So he didn't show up to that uh, police accountability forum. Uh, Tammy Morales was there. I'm uh, sure he was stuck in traffic. This is a much easier like uh, line to draw here. Mm-hmm. The, this Mark Solomon guy is your down the line chamber, uh, su- you know, Seattle yeah. Demo- establishment Democrat choice. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Tammy is, you know, someone who's 
pretty good on most things, on social justice, on housing, on, you know, economic yeah. issues. Like, she's, you know, this is a good, this is a pretty good candidate mm-hmm. for District 2. She flirts with the left, you know, you can... You know, get into what you feel about those specific flirtations or whatever, <laughs> but it doesn't really matter in this race. Like she's pretty cool, and she was, um, you know, she uh, she acquitted herself well, I think, at the uh, accountability forum. Again, I didn't like write anything down that anyone said. I don't remember it was <laughs> all of days ago. So, yeah. well, uh, when we talk about the calm, responsible leadership of, say, a Mark Solomon, uh-huh. um. You know, just this last week, uh, the esteemed Office of Police Accountability uh, went ahead and, uh, you know, not acquitted because it's definitely not a legal uh, hearing or whatever, but went ahead and put their thumbs up stamp of approval on uh, the first police murder of this year for Seattle PD, which happened mere minutes after uh the stroke of midnight on new year's eve <laughs> and that is uh grim yeah fucked up yeah. in which case uh four police officers accosting a man on aurora over on my side of town uh uh two of the officers held the man down while a- another officer pulled out his gun and executed him <laughs> well then is, is that the, the safest res- way to do it is that the calm responsible no, no, no. leadership that no. we <laughs> Brian, listen, you know, baby steps, okay? There was a time where we might have been talking about SPD launching thousands of rounds and hundreds of grenades into Mm -hmm. a residence, for example, um, or, you know, Mm -hmm. unloading their clips into a vehicle in a high-speed chase or something. This, they did the safe, responsible thing, pinned him to a ground, and got a nice, clean headshot. Greg, funny you should bring this up as uh, Officer Jared Keller, who killed the man on New Year's Eve, uh, also was involved in a previous police murder in 2017, where him and six other police officers uh, chased a man into the woods and then fired blindly into the woods at the guy, killing him too. So not only do we see growth in SPD... We see growth in our boy Jared. Yeah. Who went from the, I'm just going to say, irresponsible the, waste of bullets, which the, we pay for as taxpayers. Sort of the predator model. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You move from the predator one model to more of a uh, Tom Berenger sniper model. Okay. Yeah. Uh, saving the taxpayer countless, you know, dollars. So yeah, lead's not free, people. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Uh, so congratulations, Spog, and congratulations, Mark Solomon, for getting the endorsement of the group that just executed somebody and got away with it. So it's funny. <laughs> a lot of the um, a lot of questions uh, at the that forum the other day revolved around sort of technical issues with how the OPA is comprised and what its uh, you know limitations and or what its capabilities are, should be, or could be, how that relates to the contract, what, you know. And it's like, at the, uh, at the end of the day, like, it, like it's obviously worthless. Like, yeah. <laughs> yep. Joke. yeah. Like, yeah, absolute joke. Um, so, yeah, if you're, obviously, if you're in District 2 or District 2 Curious, uh, cast about for Tim Morales, I guess. All yeah. right. Oh, yeah. So in District 3, I'll drop the pretense, Greg. He didn't endorse Sawant. 
I thought he would. Oh, no. Uh, he endorsed our boy, Egan O'Ryan. Um, I'll give you uh, a guess, though, as to why he endorsed Egan O'Ryan. Uh, I, I, he participated in one of his flash mobs? Not even that much fun. Egan O'Ryan is not Shama Sawant. And that's more than enough reason to vote for him. <laughs> in parentheses, <laughs> communism is bad. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so good. What's great about that is it really sums up the whole, all the principles behind the Egan O'Ryan candidacy, right? Like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, that, that was the chamber's bet when they anointed him to run against the demon Shama. Yeah. Was like... Oh, we're just gonna run against Chama, so we'll get a some kind of poster child, right? And so what they did was pick a guy with obviously no sort of forget technical or experience or but certainly not moral or ideological or really any qualifications, just mm-hmm. any reason to vote, any anything to sell you on this guy, except okay. He's not Shama, but more importantly, he is um, what the chamber types, the sort of business community types think of as uh, what they want District 3 to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, What District 3 actually is, is another story. Um, It's a very, it's an extremely diverse uh, district Mm -hmm. uh, by... In, in every possible way, certainly uh, racially, mm-hmm. ethnically, also by income, but to to the Chamber of Commerce and those types, they want to see uh, District Three as Capitol Hill, and they want to see Capitol Hill as the neighborhood, and they want that to mean uh, mm-hmm. middle-aged white uh, sure. male gay family uh, small business people. Well, it's like, you know? I, mean, I feel like whereas District 6, they feel, should be run by small business tyrants, yeah. District 3, they feel, should be run by, like, medium business tyrants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people have, like, two restaurants. Yeah, and <laughs> they, this is, they should this be the is, ones so in they, charge. So they found that guy who was, in you know, involved in local business development type mm-hmm. and chamber type uh, organizations and was like, oh, he he's our vision of, he's the guy who put on the last couple of uh prides he's yeah perfect he's our this this sanitized sort of like rainbow washed version of this thing that capitol hill isn't yeah. even and that certainly yeah. district three isn't just that but this it's they're very it's just so very simplistic right because yeah, that's all the thought they put in it let's just get a guy who looks who like checks a few boxes like say talk about pride a bunch and and then you put him up there and he just says and he just has nothing. He just yeah. has nothing. When he's a bit of a uh, a bit of a cipher, and that he's definitely not coming out for anything. No, but I, you just know that uh, before he votes on anything, he's calling up the chamber to ask, right? You know, permission. Right. He's he's a part um, of that world, so he has those resources to draw on. He doesn't have any ideology in himself. He has no fucking ideas. He in I mean the the one of the best ones so far is that answer he gave at some forum mm-hmm. or debate like now a month ago where um the issue of sort of uh 
violence against LGBTQ people uh, on the Hill came up, and his opponent, Shama Swant, connected this to larger forces of, mm-hmm. you know, economic and otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And and connected that to her program, you know, and he was like, let's get, uh, you know, ho- uh, horse, horses and buggies or something to take, <laughs> to take people <laughs> to, to, like, uh, I fucking forgot about that. To, like, Shit, yeah, that take rolled. people to, um, uh, a, well, the thing a is, fenced off, like, uh, uh, gay, gay people were never assaulted in the age of the horse and buggy, and that is a fact. Yeah. So, do you think... So, Christopher Ruffo is, like, a kind of youngish person. He's probably just, like, early, mid-30s, right? But he has an old energy. So, when Christopher Ruffo is... When, you know, me and you, Greg, we're out on the corner, we're espousing communism... Mm-hmm. I got Mal's little red book. I got it up high. You're, you know, shouting the words of Chairman Bob. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) When Christopher Foe sees us and yells out his car window for us to go back to, what country do you think he says? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I I don't know. So I feel like he has, you know, he's a younger conservative, so you would think Venezuela, because that's hot right now. Oh, okay. I but like I like where you're going with this. He has old energy, so you might think Russia. But also, Russia's become like a libertarian paradise, so maybe he likes it now. I'm going to throw this out there. I think he tells us to go back to France. I think he's a 2003 <laughs> conservative. Oh, man. Wow, yeah. yeah. I, yes, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Take so, our freedom fries and. Yeah. Go uh, back to France. Anybody who's been yelled at by Christopher Rufo, uh, write us. Let us know what he yelled at you. Okay, cool. Yeah. He's definitely told somebody to go back to somewhere before. And I feel like that's the one. Um, okay. So we're, like we said, we're going to talk more in depth about the District yeah. 3 shit next week. Tune in for that. Um, yeah. The Egan Orion shit festival is uh, happening on Monday. Yeah. All right. District 4, Alex Peterson. Now, Greg, calm down. Calm down, all right? I know that this is shocking. So I'm Alex, calm. Alex Peterson is a former aide to moderate council member Tim Burgess, who is leading the fight to restore pragmatic governance to our city. Peterson's opponent, Sean Scott, is an extremist who has vowed to abolish the Seattle Police Department. Hell yeah, not exactly true, but yeah, great. We'll yeah. take it. Close um, enough. Uh, in his in his words, he is for abolition. Yes. So he here, um, you know, former aide and protege of moderate council member Tim Burgess. If Tim Burgess couldn't be any more up the asshole of every like rich person in Seattle, I love that's moderate. Basically, yeah. being the sort of mouth of fucking Sauron for Jeff Bezos, though, like that is being moderate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. moderate in this town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a race we've been having the most fun with, mm-hmm. but it's also like it's the it's kind of the wildest one because. There, it's a there's a huge difference between like where you end up with these candidates. You you are talking about like a deeply embedded in in Peterson. You've got this deeply embedded 
embedded like in the institutions um you know from this base of power i mean he, again he, like you said the protege of tim burgess who is running one of the biggest like packs in this uh yeah in this election you know who's who's managing money that is deciding this election like this is big power this is a guy who comes from big institutional power and he's he's and his he sucks he's against density he's against transit there's something good you like tim burgess is against it he doesn't want yeah, you to as is peterson you yeah know? um yeah and again when we talk about people being bought and paid for in this election like nobody's more transparently bought and paid. Oh, for this than is Alex a guy. Peterson. His resume is yeah, institutional lanyard hack and uh, fire sector. As we've talked about, he's worked in yeah. corporate real estate for a long time in this town and and elsewhere. He's he and and, and defunding public housing at HUD in the nineties. We've covered all this. Yeah, we and uh, and it is exciting because you know he's transparently a hack, which means in ninety uh, percent of uh, Seattle City Council elections he would definitely get elected. So the interesting thing is the sort of energy on the other side yeah. and the feeling that it actually, that this could be possible, right? And I was desperately trying to scroll through the tweets, but the Sean Scott campaign so active, it's hard to find them. Uh, but he had just posted something that they had knocked on more doors in like the previous month and a half. Oh, they it was had fundraising. It. Yeah. It was their fundraising numbers. Yeah. Um, they did in the last, uh, you know, a uh, few weeks what they did in the entire primary season yeah yeah so i mean and this is after so this is after you know what we haven't even mentioned yet is that we learned you know uh last week that amazon would drop uh a million and a half dollars mm-hmm. into this race to basically try and buy this election like they buy everything else and you know this is one of the races where that money's gonna go um it is it's it's in all of them um and the thing is like you're saying like he is very much like so he did peterson got big numbers in the primaries yeah he did very well sean scott got came narrowly in second and that's really great um but the thing is this is act as much energy and as much fun as i'm having as much we talk about it um, and as awesome as Sean is, this is a fucking tough race. Like, oh yeah, some of these others are not worried about. Um, like, I think it's it's like Tammy Morales is going to smack the shit out of Mark Solomon. Like, he's going to embarrass him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Egan O'Ryan well, also it's going to be closer, <laughs> but he's probably going to go down like an asshole too. Um, that's closer. You know, you need to get out there and keep pounding that pavement in this. But like. It's harder to know in this one um, because Peterson, he just, he, he isn't like Egan O'Ryan, which is this guy who, like, no one even knows how to make a case for, mm-hmm. okay? Alex Peterson has this sort of resume, this is awful, but it is very much, he just sounds to old white homeowner people like the default candidate. That's why he sure. can and, and with the Seattle Times endorsement that they are able to say the right sort of buzzwords about his resume and who he is. Oh, he he's he's worked in City Hall. Like, that just sounds too... It's not even about the experience to these people who don't who aren't paying attention to the race until they pick up, they get their ballot in the mail, and they're like, oh, mm. okay, I see the Seattle Times. Oh, this guy sounds like the normal guy, and this other guy sounds like a radical. Yeah, yeah. And 
my God, I mean, Alex Peterson, this nothing, this milk toast shit, this just empty husk got a huge yeah. chunk. He was his main campaign primary. strategy seems to be uh, not appearing, not showing up. He yeah. has the full Buster Bluth strategy of yeah. like just don't be in public, and don't let anybody ever see. That you. tells you everything right there. That's been their strategy from the beginning is to say yeah. we've got the. The just basic ass motherfucker vote. Like yeah. <laughs> the basic white homeowner yeah. who doesn't give a shit about anything that's going on, uh, except they want, yeah. you know, they don't want their their parking to go away, shit like that. Yeah. Shit. They don't want uh apartments the... going in their neighborhood. Someone who's just who isn't tuned in, who's just gonna tune in to that Seattle Times endorsement and go like, Oh, this is a guy who's worked in City Hall and in government. Great, and this is, you know, great, default. That's what yeah. they're counting on, because they know that that is a strategy that can win, but they also know that they're up against a very strong, incredibly charismatic candidate with a powerful fucking message. And so they're just trying, as, and it's not really working, but they're trying to deny that this campaign is happening, right? Yeah, By yeah. not showing yeah. up, you just, there's that much less that, even can appear in the Seattle Times about, you know, the sure. less he even debates mm-hmm. Sean, the less he shows up, the less he's quoted, the less anyone in that district tunes in yeah. at all. Well, if him and Sean appear together, the Seattle Times might print something about it. Right. But if Sean does a thing, then right. the Seattle Times will ignore it, right? Yeah, exactly. He is banking on this sort of default position as like the safe milk toast choice yeah. for idiot fucking middle yeah. class white people emphasis on milk toast if those crazy kids do this <laughs> if they pull this shit off <laughs> and they really could i know they really could fucking do it man but yeah. it, and it, it's only going to be because they are fucking out there uh sean is showing up to fucking everything he is mm-hmm. making news by the with the things yeah, yeah. he's saying showing up to that i you know, utterly baffled personally by people's still like after the fact litigating whether sean scott yeah. should have showed up at that spog forum yeah given how well he did it i think it's I mean, crazy to even live i mean that's a week anyway. when, that's nuts. when we heard it the, that he was going we were like oh that sounds great you should absolutely go there yeah. and make a fucking splash yeah. um and sure enough he went there and he that was news in this town oh yeah what he said that was even all that was all over fucking right-wing shithead radio and like whatever yeah. that, and if you want proof that sean scott isn't full of shit it's like he went into a room of cops and basically fucking did that. Like, told him that we should abolish the police. Yeah. And then when they asked, what are you going to do if there's a shooter in your neighborhood? was like, is it you guys? Yeah. Like, that shit fucking rules. Yeah. Like, if you want proof that he's in full how shit, you, like, yeah. It's also, this is effectively an insurgent campaign, right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to make that news. You have to get this campaign in front of people. Because sure. Peterson is banking on there just being no campaign at all. And yeah. all these thousands of nearly retired uh homeowners right. opening their ballot this weekend and going like huh okay or or more likely yeah. leaving it on their coffee table for the next two weeks and <laughs> opening it like a few days before and then having to drive it into a box or just doing that because yeah. they don't trust the mailman or something you know <laughs> like, the mailman's stealing my mail. <laughs> <laughs> and and if that and then they just mm. like glance in the Seattle Times and go like oh the normal vote right but that's how they feel because they they saw they saw the numbers from yeah. the primary, right? Like the, yeah. the gulf there was huge. But they could really do this because my God, they are out there. The energy's on their side. It's crazy. On those fucking doors, yeah. 
Sean's getting out everywhere. Anyone Sean gets in front of in a room, they're mm. probably going to vote for him unless they're really committed to being like yeah, right-wing awful. shitheads, which that's plenty of people in this mm-hmm. town. But the people who are tuned out, who don't really, which mm-hmm. is most people, if he, when he shows up on their door, those people, he walks away from yeah. that place, and he is out there personally knocking on those fucking doors. Do you um, think this... They could do it, but it's going to be because of that. It's going to be because they, gonna... they put in the energy, yeah. you know? Do you think this district's going to come down to homeowners versus... Well, renters versus homeowners... And on the renter's side, the children of those homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's gonna be something like that. Like I said, if that's it, if that if that's it, then mm-hmm. then Peterson wins. Okay. Yeah. Because all homeowners vote. Every single well, last fucking one of them yeah, votes. They're awful. And but if it's not if you own that, a home in this country, you shouldn't be allowed to vote. If <laughs> well, you shouldn't be allowed to own a home. There you um, go. But if it's not that. If because they have gotten out and mm-hmm. knocked on every fucking door and talked to these people and gotten out at all these events and actually changed a bunch of minds, mm-hmm. um, which I mean I've I've seen it happen. Like this is what they're yeah, doing yeah. every day. They could they could flip that and then you could have a much more um, a much fucking closer race. And I think I think I think they can pull it off. Well, I just saw a post on Twitter of somebody saying that. Uh, basically their neighbor got a visit from Sean Scott, a door knock visit from Sean yeah. Scott. And now they're voting for Sean Scott. And then the person Tweety was like, yeah, so I think I'm going to too. So, yeah. you know, there's like some power in that. Uh, I would also like to, you know, just in case put out a call to all our Seattle sucks listeners. Uh, if you know anybody that works for the postal service and they happen to work in the Laurelhurst neighborhood, just throw those ballots. In. <laughs> Just take late. those ballots, put late. them in the fucking trash. They're already they're already in the mailbox. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. no, no, no. I'm saying when they fill them out and they oh, put them in the mail. In the mail. Just throw them in the trash. Now, see, see, it's because of conspiracies like this that they don't do that. They're gonna go this to the library. Right? I'm being out in the open about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a public conspiracy. You, you're seeking to uh, commit a crime with multiple people involved. Um, yeah, no, they're going to go to the library and they're going to put it in the big box. Mm-hmm. Um, my point is only to say, fucking go help them out. Yeah. And if you're in that fucking district, yeah, vote Sean fucking, Scott. You, you really have to do it because it's they can do this, but it's going to be fucking close and it's going to be hard. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, And that would be, uh, I think, a pretty enormous victory if Sean Scott won. Uh, I mean, that'd be impressive. And also, again, we've stressed this in the past. Think about the meltdowns, guys. The Seattle Times editorial page is going to literally catch on fire. Uh, yeah, the the panic in this city. Spog. Well, once they start, the, the I, comments from Spog Twitter alone are worth it. Just to reiterate, if Alex, if Sean Scott gets on there, he's a great, just a great candidate who also has a natural like charisma and leadership mm-hmm. that can not just be put to use on the council for his ideological positions, but probably actually his ideas ability to move them alex peterson is the exact opposite of that he will have the ability the institutional connections experience to fucking kill anything when the seattle times they posted a side-by-side photo of peterson sean scott 
Peterson's charisma well was such that it actually like sucked the color out of his photo and he appeared even whiter than normal. So it was all like washed out and glary. Yeah. 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 That was so funny. They, they say the Seattle times did that to make him appeal to Laurel Hurst voters, but I think that it's just Peterson's charisma. All right. So, uh, just a quick note, uh, the Seattle police officers guild. I know you guys are, you're yelling at me, screaming at me. Did they endorse Sawant? Did they endorse Orion? You know, probably you're on the edge of your seat about this Peterson Scott business. Uh, they didn't endorse in any of those uh, <gasps> districts, so uh, we will not get to hear the wise, the wizened words of the Seattle Police Officers Guild uh, on uh, those races. So, sorry guys, sorry. So they, so they really, really must love Phil Tavel. Yeah, they they punted on three and four, which means, yeah, they love Phil Temple. I mean, honestly, the, the fact that they didn't endorse Peterson is funny to me. <laughs> but it means that even they are not capable of withstanding Peterson's complete lack of charisma. <laughs> well, listen, again, I, if this gets It's astonishing around, how much he sucks. Yeah. He, he, it's amazing. And, I mean, it hasn't really paid off. Sean's got a lot of the like institutional endorsements, which is amazing. He's essentially the Democrat in the race at this yeah. point because he's yeah. got the King County Dems and the 43rd Dems endorsement, yeah. which is like a fucking embarrassing for Peterson. So I, I'm actually baffled as to why Spog wouldn't endorse Peterson just no. over... Uh, they are petty and they are awful. <laughs> and yeah, I can knows? only think that uh, some personal slight that only Spog remembers, <laughs> uh, probably, but who fucking knows? Yeah, all right. So let's go to District 5 now, where uh, Deborah Juarez and Ann Davison Sattler are competing, and Juarez, I believe, is one of two incumbents running this at this point. So our boy Christopher is going to go ahead and endorse Ann Davison Sattler. Why... Why, Brian, is it because she's literally, actually a safe Seattle ghoul? Uh, well, let's find out. So Ann Davison Sattler is a tireless, optimistic... Poster. Ras- <laughs> <laughs> she's always be posting. As uh, a tireless, optimistic, grassroots candidate that has proposed real solutions to the homelessness crisis. Yeah, she wants to reel them in uh, so she can uh, dispose of them. Anne is running a truly neighborhood-based campaign and deserves your support. That's a thing you... Also, her last name doesn't make me question her ethnicity. (laughs) It doesn't say that. That might might have been my editorial input. Yeah, yeah. it sounds about right. Um, But uh, neighborhood-based campaign... That's yeah, like some, that's that's an observation you could make maybe about like a mayoral race no. or like a or a or or a um a, con- a congressional race. This it's a city council race. Of course, it's fucking neighborhood based. What the well, fuck I just love it because by neighborhood based, he means that uh, he's talking about like neighborhoods on Facebook yeah. and that like she's a safe Seattle person yeah. on Facebook and and cloaking and because I mean the real thing is that um it's about cloaking. Um, these reactionary politics in issues of just like, well, this is what is right for the neighborhood. This is we're talking about. We're we're down on the local level talking mm-hmm. to people, whereas these left radicals are are always making it about big global and national issues and mm-hmm. trying to connect that to it. And that's the sort of 
batshit dichotomy they try to make. Like, like you can solve fucking homelessness on a neighborhood level, you fucking moron. Yeah, by pushing them into the next neighborhood. You clearly did not learn anything from a tale of three cities. <laughs> and they'll look at Los Angeles and Culver City. Owned. <laughs> I have been owned. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, other than the fact that Ian Davidson Sattler is an awful safe Seattle scum troll. fucking slob uh what other things do you love about it <laughs> dude, dude oh yeah um i mean that says it all you don't need to know anything more move, we can move I, on. I was a little bummed out because i just googled her and i thought for a second she was the uh, one that was in the primaries who kept posing with homeless people and talking about how she was gonna put them in uh shipping containers yeah <laughs> and it's not her and I was she, she's not that. actually the one who sang that song is she no <laughs> no no uh, um, that was another false alarm that I thought might have somebody who might be running in the primary, but it just turns out some other freak. <laughs> the problem is, is all these people on Safe Seattle look exactly the fucking same, and I can't tell one apart from the other. Like, they're white people, Greg. <laughs> no, they all look the says, same. Says two yeah. guys looking across a table at each other's Long red beards. in each other's eyes at our beards. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, um... No, like the safe Seattle crowd is like impossible to distinguish from one another. They're like that weird, completely like, uh, you know, just no distinguishing features, like race of suburban people that, you know, just nothing, you know, nothing remarkable about them in any way. They look like they're just cut out of a Pier 1 Imports ad. It's it's awful. Anyways. Yeah, well, I think that sums up District 5 because I'm not going to try and I'm not going to break my brain trying to figure out uh deborah juarez so well greg luckily you don't have to because while are uh, in the upset of the night whoa what while christopher is endorsing sattler spog is endorsing <laughs> endorsing deborah juarez like i said i <laughs> did not want to break my brain trying to figure out deborah juarez <laughs> I, is this a like was this a committee of one that's just like shat this out on their twitter feed or something like oh they probably kicked it around some like cop facebook page and then you know two thousand posts down they're like all right guys we've had enough fun with the n-word now who are we actually endorsing <laughs> <laughs> so you know the <laughs> and so they just shit out the four names they could remember and uh and one name they refuse to say which we'll get into later but uh yeah i think the main takeaway from this is if you're in district five you need to illegally vote in district four and three yeah. don't even bother in your own district it's clearly a fucking loss uh do better next time in the primaries and this time vote in districts four and three all right well that brings us to district six and that is heidi wills versus Dan Strauss. Dan Strauss. The Strauss man. And so, uh Dan was at um that police accountability forum the other night. Mm-hmm. Heidi Wills, not present. Another Interesting. Uh, no show well, candidate. Well, Heidi Wills is gonna be Christopher Rufo's endorsement for District that Six. I just find the I find amazing that she's even a candidate. It's it's incredible to me. <laughs> she was booted out because of being just like flagrantly like old timey corrupt, <laughs> like old like like well, on I, the waterfront shit. Like yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I, if there's one thing the Trump phenomenon... And she's a fucking reactionary, too. Oh, yeah. But there's one thing that the Trump phenomenon has shown us. It's that, like, wealthy, home-owning shitheads love that kind of, like, old-timey corruption. I think they, yeah. like... they Because for them, that's, so like... She the, is the Trump in this race, for yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, that's, like, the highest that they can, like, aspire to. <laughs> becoming somebody who like uh takes you know kickbacks in a paper bag for you know uh a districting thing you know or whatever you know like just some minor thing right it's 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 almost kind of sad though that the the like media scandal moniker stripper gate was wasted on heidi wells Mm -hmm. like yeah uh instead of something better and bigger yeah anyway so heidi wills is the clear choice she understands that the quality of life in Ballard has rapidly deteriorated over the past five years. Dude, I fucking agree on that. Just go to that bar district. It was always full of shitheads, but it's so much more full of shitheads now. Yeah. It's awful. Anyway, run into Christopher Rufo. <laughs> um, but yeah, like what? Like just think about the point he's trying to make there. No one in the entire world who's even heard of Seattle or America would deny that the quality of life, no matter what their politics would deny that quality of life has deteriorated. Whatever else you're understanding the economy or other people are just the presence of thousands of homeless people who cannot take care of themselves who are out on the street sort of implies a decline in quality of life. So what the fuck are you talking about? Christopher Rufo? No one, that's not a, like I obviously it's it's a dog whistle, right? Oh, but, sure, like, yeah. Well, fuck, don't worry. Try a little fucking harder. I feel like he's gonna get into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So deteriorating quality of life for the past few year, five years, and wants to apply. Oh, the past five years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, five years ago. Man. Wants to apply realistic solutions to the problems of homelessness, addiction, and crime. She I want to will... use magic spells personally. <laughs> Again, what the fuck? Well, what, what, what just like all boilerplate those, nonsense? All like, those is... uh, Wiccan chant circles going on down at Seattle City Hall. Not one has worked. This is like, this is just so lame. Well, I like that too because that was kind of Mike O'Brien's like final defense over there in Ballard when they would like scream at him in these meetings and just be like, I don't know what you guys like think we can do. <laughs> I can't just kill them all for being... At one point, he told them, he's like, I can't just put people in jail for being poor. And the meeting erupted. Yeah. Like, just went yeah. in completely insane because that's basically what we're talking about. That's that's realism. Yeah, that, that is a thing, yeah, to understand she, about this, about uh, the Ballard neighborhood, about yeah. District 6, is, you know, we, it's, uh, for, we shit on uh, District mm-hmm. 7 a lot. And, you know, you were just... and. North Seattle, you know, you're saying Laurelhurst and District 4. These are all these, you know, Mm -hmm. white middle-class bedroom communities. But, like, Ballard has... District 6 has... Is, like, the epicenter of, like, the virulent, like, rabid reactionary. Oh, yeah. As evidenced by how much those people just fucking despise Mike O'Brien. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Ballard is basically full of people who are you know, obviously wealthy enough to buy a home in Seattle, uh, but and think they belong in Laurelhurst, but don't have near enough money, and that just eats them up inside, and they yeah. just become more and more awful with every day. Well, and they, what they think the um, the job of city government is to make the place they are living, Ballard, mm-hmm. um, 
into Laurelhurst for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, pretty know? much. Yeah, by yeah. executing <laughs> the uh, all the homeless people yeah. and keeping like pressure washing the sidewalks daily. Yeah. Uh, you know. That and I mean realistic solutions to crime or whatever. It's called shut down King's Hardware. All right, guys, walking into that place <laughs> makes you like it. Basically, makes you like accomplice to some sort of sexual assault just walking into King's Hardware. Yeah, very likely. Uh, all right. So she will represent the neighbors of her district, not the special interests and ideological groups that have dominated our politics for too long. Her opponent he's talking not like the, he's not he hasn't said a single thing yet. Well, what he means, which is the safe Seattle thing, is the special interests are the homeless people who run Seattle politics. That famously politically empowered or you know group of people, the homeless. Um, Jesus. Her opponent Dan Strauss wants to open a safe injection site in Ballard, which will only accelerate our neighborhood's decline. Ooh. Are we hearing that Christopher lives in Ballard? I think so. Uh, if you see Christopher in Ballard, like, say, at that stupid fucking market you guys do on Sunday, uh, get, like, a produce, you know, a fruit or vegetable and just throw it at him. No, we do not advocate violence on this podcast. Okay. Brian, just... we advocate dropping trowel and shitting yeah. on the sidewalk in front of him. Yeah. Okay. Imagine what throwing it at him would be like and how much people would celebrate you as a hero and how much we would uh, talk about you on this show about how great you would be for and doing when that. you ejaculate, <laughs> do it on Chris's shoe. So, yeah, I mean, again, accelerate our neighborhood's decline. Like the funny part about this is it's again, this declension narrative and Ballard that is the exact opposite of what they mean, which is, by accelerated decline, they mean like Ballard's going to hell with like homeless people or whatever. The problem with Ballard is it's getting richer. Like that's yeah. the real problem. Like it is declining. Like in that it's increasingly awful to be there. Yeah. But that's just because the income level of it keeps going up and the which means the amount of assholes who live there is increased dramatically. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, Heidi Wills, what a pile of shit. Yeah. Uh, no shock. Spog endorses Heidi. Dan Strauss. You know, like I said, he was at the um, the police accountability forum the other night. He again was on this like uh, solidarity with labor trip about the yeah, fucking spog, that shit sucks. Which fuck I that. Just, like, dude, shut the. That's fuck fucking up. stupid. Cop unions aren't unions. Dude, fuck them. They are. Uh, no. There is a political component to being a union. You have to be remotely pro working class. Yeah. The police are fundamentally, foundationally against the working class. They are not unions. They do not belong in the and community of labor. Fucking and they can famously, go fucking no themselves. solidarity yep. with the rest of the labor movement. Yep. They are what you bring in to fucking break, break strikes, dude. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, it's just like signaling for labor or like it, it's just bull. It's cover. All it is is it's really just, I mean, I. the truth is it's just the thing they were saying to sort of water down their stance to like yeah. cover. It was sort of yeah. like a weak smokescreen because it's like labor's not going, oh, look, hear them stand up for uh, yeah. collective bargaining with regards <laughs> to the cop contract even reactionary labor doesn't give a shit you know yeah, about, yeah. about spog and yeah. so anyway it was just a fucking smoke screen but like hey he's for safe injection sites yeah he's not a bad i mean he's not a bad guy um you know he's right on the basic issues that most people have fucking come around to like we can't just execute the homeless we do have to like actually uh treat 
uh, people like human beings. Well, he's um, very much like Mike O'Brien, and that yeah. Mike O'Brien was certainly no leftist. Yeah. But he did live in like the real fucking world, yeah. Which is the funny part about you know praising the you know realism types, of, of these guys uh, like Heidi a, Wills, like a, yeah, yeah. A Mike <laughs> O'Brien and Dan Strauss are the actual Seattle liberals, yeah. Like the people who actually mm. are what the Seattle progressives that Seattle thinks of itself as, right? Yeah, yeah. That that's these people, and you you know, so you can't like get too mad that Dan Strauss is gonna trounce. Uh, Heidi Wills. All right. Okay. So that brings us... This is the the coup de grace here. To District Uh, 7. This is big. This is big time. This is the district we're in right now. Um, I mean, Mm. we're actually just offshore of the district. Um, (laughs) Greg's not allowed on district land. No, we're actually on a uh, federal waterway Mm -hmm. uh, right now. So um, I don't think we're in any district but the dock is connected to and my address is in district mm-hmm. seven as is collins yeah um and this race is f- fucking weird man <laughs> so this one is andrew lewis right Andrew lewis and, versus and officer jim, jim fistfight yes I heard somebody on the radio the other day call him Pugel, and I believe that is wrong. That is wrong, yeah. Um, oh, all right. Well, uh, well, shall we hear who Christopher and Yeah, yeah, let's hear I it. mean, we're going to agree with them, so this should be pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, Christopher endorses Jim Pugel, who is a former Seattle police chief who will bring balanced leadership to the council. He knows public safety and will support Seattle police, firefighters, and navigation teams. Oh, he's one of those... Few politicians brave enough to support <laughs> firefighters. <laughs> firefighters, literally the thing that for in the in the dark period of the left of the last 50 mm-hmm. years, the first thing the sad, beaten down communist would mm-hmm try to make you understand is that yeah. is like firefighters, firefighters. yeah right yeah, like God. i mean it, just shut the fuck up with this first responder shit anyway um by the way this is a little off the beaten path here but to show you how far we've come from occupy wall street do you remember in the occupy days this is how far the left has moved right in the occupy days when people would be like the police, man, they're like workers. That's basically, they'd be like socialism. That's libraries, firefighters, and the police. And we all love those. <laughs> like, and cops are workers too, man. Uh, you know, they're just, uh, they're workers working for the state. <laughs> That's what yeah. we want, right? It is, it is think, actually nice yeah, that people we are, are past that. You know, I yeah. think, I think <laughs> that is a, I mean, that's been the, a big success of the Black Lives Matter movement and everything yep. that surrounds it is to say no <laughs> yeah this is a, yep. a diseased fucking institution that has got to go you know yeah. uh, well you won't find anyone in this race um espousing that abolitionist narrative um or making any connections like that yeah um no this is between a cop and a prosecutor um cool. jim pugil so, uh, you know supposed progressive police chief sure which you know, absent <laughs> well, any relatively, context, yeah, kind a, a, of absent <laughs> any context, that might sound good. But we're, this is America. Let's not forget mm-hmm. where we live. So at, at at one point, fucking broken windows was fucking progressive yeah. policing. Okay, like well, and Jim Pugel's whole like 
uh, which we'll get into a little bit later, but his whole claim to being a progressive police chief was that at the time of the consent decree, you know, Mike McGinn was like, Hey Jim, we need to do, you know, just something like we need to, we need to like give something. He's like, Hey, here's a bunch of cases of cops who like beat the hell out of like an, you know, an orphan child, right? Like on film, like here's a case of a cop who ran over a handicapped person and then just reversed over them and drove over them again. Like a fucking cartoon. Now we haven't punished. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And he's like, Oh, why don't you give them like a one week vacation as punishment? And he did that. And uh, that's, this is what we mean when we say like, he's the progressive police chief is that he was like, ah, guess we'll do now now that the federal government's on our back i guess we'll do like one thing you know we can point to those successes of his of those completely reformed institutions oh uh funny that you mentioned the successes because he was immediately fired for it when ed murray came into office they hired harry bailey to take his place who reversed every single one of those decisions that yeah. jim Pugil made yeah so and it's like, not even his dumb little successes were even successes yeah but, uh, and so like <laughs> The the best you can say about Jim Pugil is like, well, he was a guy who at least yeah. was conscious of the like was living in the real world. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah, like was conscious of the optics of it all um, at the very least, and was like, yeah, probably. You know, we're actually it turns out under federal investigation, yeah, and probably something will have to like symb- at least symbolically change and maybe we'll have to like throw some breadcrumbs to the people uh, yeah. here and like you and, know you know and what he that's is? it but that but that but he is a perf- if that's your poster boy yeah. your poster chief not for good. police reform that should fucking tell you a lot what he is is he's a deeply pre-trumpian figure yeah whereas even though like harry bailey and durkin and stuff came before trump's election they're almost post-Trumpian figures in the sense that they realize that you actually, so when you're quote unquote in trouble, yeah. you don't actually have to do anything. Yeah. Just tell people you're not actually in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just yeah. go, nah, yeah, no, no, I'm not like that, which is like what Bailey did when he, you know, basically reinstated all those officers and gave them back pay. And they're like, well, isn't that bad because of the consent decree? Like, isn't Seattle PD under investigation? Like, well, yeah, but like, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah, but no. So, like, so, he, so that's the problem with Pugil is, is pre-Trumpian and they didn't realize that all you just have to do is just deny <laughs> that the situation even exists. Yeah. And just keep living your life. Well, <laughs> like, um, the, you know, there are other issues uh, besides police uh abolition in this race here like uh no greg that's the only issue i care about he's also not good on density not good on (laughs) you know really on cars and you mean the district that contains magnolia is not good on any of these things yeah exactly um Um, fortress magnolia (laughs) exactly (laughs) like literally the um the national guard armory is (laughs) in between is protects the island of magnolia yeah um, yep. that's yeah yep. um so but you know his opponent in this race i was reminded a few weeks ago i apparently know andrew lewis from college <laughs> uh, I, reminiscent I, of my al gore story yeah i <laughs> I, I, I defy anyone to uh to claim they would re- remember that because i mean this it andrew lewis is like he is also this like pre-Trumpian mm-hmm. figure of a Democrat who is like a kid who's like 
I'm going to do all the things and check all the boxes in the new Democrat program to become a a, a tough on crime Democrat, and then mm-hmm. I'll I'll be a senator uh, by the time I'm 35 or something, you know. And so he's a he's a prosecutor. I mean, yeah, I think yeah. he was. We were in undergrad at the same time at UW, I think. And then you know he must have gone off to law school, and and then in his hometown, hometown boy, uh, getting in the prosecutor's office and. And so, so he's a cop as well. Mm-hmm. It's two yeah. cops you get to choose from in District Seven, which is fucking fitting. Yeah. Um, and he just doesn't make sense. As I don't, I can't figure out no. why he's even doing this, except to, um, <laughs> except as yeah. because he wants to run for something else later. And again, the pad- he's doing a resume this pad. old, like this tired old, mm. like uh, last generation yeah, Democrat. Yeah thing of like have all the things now okay you've started to build your resume you're in the prosecutor's office great that's on you're on dem radar immediately um and now get on everybody's radar uh as a candidate and it's like and who knows maybe you could win even in this fucking police accountability forum andrew lewis could not help but fucking fillet um now yeah pugil for his service yeah, like he was like I, you know, I certainly don't want to like. Uh, I won't be able to get my answer out because I'll be too busy thanking Jim for a service. Basically, <laughs> I mean, he almost really said that, um, and he just he he seemed like he was winging it the whole time, and like again, he he was very very much on this like cops are labor trip that I found just baffling, yeah. and was very and and I mean he even as far. So far as to say, this was especially the case with him because his answer was to would you have supported the spot mm-hmm. contract was one of the only yeses. Ugh. And and then Anybody that was says his, that is a no vote fuck right off. there. Yeah. Fuck off. Now um and then his follow-up and his like uh defense of that was well you know we have to respect the collective bargaining process with this union of public servants or whatever bullshit even jim pugil again but it's not like you don't have to believe either of these things it's just jim pugil was smart enough to under to read the room and just have a better take where he said the obvious fucking i don't know why go down this late this like labor like Valorization level. It, it makes no fucking sense because Jim Pugil sounded way more fucking credible on it because he said, well, I would not have let, like, let's get back before that. I would not, I want to be on the mm. committee, whatever the fucking Bargaining acronym committee. is, yeah, yeah. on the council, you know, uh, whatever subcommittee was responsible for that negotiation. I, w- I want to be on that. I'm mm-hmm. And I would not have let that contract, as it was, get out of that committee and go no. to the council because it so clearly. Yeah. Um, I want to get rid of the bad things and put in the good things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but because he said because yeah, it yeah. so clearly contradicts the fucking consent decree, he says well, it's. He's like, and maybe he, th- yeah, maybe that part isn't exactly clear yet. In that the reason why it's crazy to say like you got to support the contract is that the judge, Judge Robarts, who's overseeing the consent decree, has literally said, you cannot have this contract and get out from under the consent decree. Like, this contract is a direct violation of the consent decree. So at this point, it is literal insanity to be like, 
Yeah, it's poor. Like what? That. Yeah, yeah. It's basically saying that we're going to be under you know federal consent decree forever. Or, right. I guess until Judge Roberts signs. He just wanting it. it he, it's you're a fucking segregationist at this point. Like you are the school segregationist. He's like, oh, it's not like I don't he, see what the problem is. It's not, like, you, it's keep it's going. not possible that <laughs> Lewis actually believes that or is like yeah. for the contract again because it's insane. Yeah. But he was he's evident. But but again he cookie cutter perfect fucking democrat yeah no fucking actual principles always trying to triangulate at every yeah. time yeah. moment and in this moment he's sitting there you could see it in the fucking <laughs> beads of sweat on his pasty forehead you could see him triangulating between the the hallowed chief next to him yeah and uh support for labor and trying to yeah. thread this fucking insane needle where he thinks he has to he has to run strong on cops because yeah. he's running against a former popular police chief which doesn't actually make any sense if yeah. if people care that much about the cops they're just going to vote for Jim Pugil yeah yeah um uh and then and then he's making that triangulation. He ends up with nothing. He ends yeah. up with fucking insanity. Yeah. He literally says, yeah, I would have supported it. Well, you know, because we have, you know, it's collective bargaining. And it's like, <laughs> that's not like. That's not the point. At least make a point here. You don't, you could yeah, say yeah. anything. You, you're not, you don't have to even answer <laughs> yeah. it as Guess a what? yes or no question. You're, you're not voting on that contract from a year ago. Like yeah. that, that, ha that vote happens. This is your <laughs> chance in front of this crowd of people and cameras and reporters to say a thing that yeah. isn't stupid. Make it yeah. about whatever you want. But I mean, Jesus. Just failed. <laughs> Just yeah. utter failure. Well, speaking of supporting cops, uh, Spog, this is one of the ones they decided not to endorse in. And I can only assume wow, because they just, are still so fucking petty and butthurt about the, uh, my, again, extremely minor slap just on the wrist anyone that Jim Pugil possibly gave. possibly get a fucking slap on the wrist. With yeah. this, I bring it back to <laughs> Sean Scott at that fucking forum mm -hmm. saying clearly, yes, I hold this entire fucked up process against Spog. Yeah, for coming to those negotiations in total bad faith with the yep. concept of the consent decree and with any notions of reform at yep. all. Okay, and that's why we got this contract. Yeah, that we did, and that says it right there. These people won't even fucking endorse a former police chief, someone yeah. who ultimately at the end of the days would be very good for them on the council oh, i almost suspect. certainly would vote for them uh, like vote along their lines every and, step of the way and uh but they're so fucking patty i mean they won't even do it yeah yeah i don't know um Unbelievable. And, but who knows maybe i mean i don't know yeah that's how petty it is that's how petty spog is and mm -hmm. um i don't know i don't know maybe who knows maybe you know, uh, only Nixon can go to China. Uh, maybe, maybe Jim Pugil can get in there. Maybe he's he's he wants to get in there. Maybe he's you know after all his travails going around in Seattle to reform. Maybe he's secretly an abolitionist as well and is going to get on there and uh, as a former police chief have the credibility to completely gut and whatever. But that's sort maybe of he'll a, realize his love will never be requited from the rest of the police. You know, the but that's got to hurt, right? I mean, I mean, but then again, sure. he he's then again, I mean, he that scab is long healed over for him, I'm sure, because sure. like he had that when he was the chief, well, you know, he interestingly, was, was a huge amount of pushback. Yeah, and interestingly, Norm Stamper had like a uh, weird 
uh, conversion moment post. Yes, Norm Sam was the Seattle Police Chief, right, during the 1999 1999, WTO riots, right? And essentially, uh, you know, uh, there was three different, one from Seattle PD, one from the city council, and one from, like, a mayor, like, the mayor's office, right? Three different investigations of that disaster, right? And uh, all of them, for various reasons, I think, found it uh, convenient to just throw it on Norm, right? Not to say it wasn't his fucking fault, especially, certainly was, uh, which led to him, of course, being fired. And then uh, he had this weird come-to-Jesus moment where he's like, maybe there's something wrong with policing in this country. And he actually started to have a moment of realization in his book, Breaking Ranks, like started to have like a moment of realization that maybe there's like some fundamental problems with policing in America. Uh, I've heard from people who've uh, been around him recently that uh, that has worn a little thin on him and he's kind of back on the back of the blue train. But, well, you know, uh, uh, for a few I'm gonna, years, at I'm going to chalk that also up to the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, you know, a guy like Stamper, you can see him being like, OK, yeah, well, let's, you know, let's all look at it a different way. Let me get the cops on side and we'll reform from within and we'll make some real changes that needs to be made. But if you the second you start like really demanding something from oppressed populations, you know. Like, yeah, he's back out again. Uh, you go Blue Lives Matter. Yeah. You know? Yeah. His uh, loyalty to the police runs a lot deeper than uh, his realizations or uh epiphanies about their potential badness right yeah but um yeah so well that's all the districts so, so i think for I district mean, seven once again do not vote in district seven it just sucks don't, just don't just go vote in district three and four if you live in district seven go to district three and four cast your ballots preferably in both of them so i'm really dogging on andrew lewis here but um, he's actually in the suck. end he's going to be probably he is better on all the other issues he's better on density for sure he is better on um you know housing on homelessness he is he's better on a lot of issues and and in the end really he'll probably be better on fucking cop yeah. issues too um than the literal actual former police chief but don't expect anything great from him. I just think, and ultimately, like he's run a sort of very boring, sad fucking campaign. What an inspiring place to end. Yeah, my my home. <laughs> but yeah, so don't expect any help from District Seven, and uh, yeah, that sort of rounds up uh, the candidates. Again, That's we'll it. be talking. This has been the filthy electoral hour. Yeah. And again, we'll be talking Egan O'Ryan yeah, <laughs> next and week. Shama Swan, a whole episode devoted to District 3 next week because, you know, we've talked so much about District 4 on the show mm-hmm. over the last year. Um, I did tweet at Shama uh, asking her to come on the show. Never heard back. Guys, if you, <laughs> if anybody uh, has a more, uh, a better connection there, um, you know, we uh, still love to have her, but um, yeah, uh, so tune in for that. And then at some point, this uh, filthy election will be over and we can go back to talking about, I don't know, Poop shit on in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, hold on. We have new patrons. Oh, hey. So we'd like to thank uh, Luke Jesperson and Munya. Munya. Uh, Munya. Business. Mind. 
<laughs> yeah, okay, cool dude. Cool dude. All right, thank you. Munya, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Munya, thank you, Munya, and thank you, Luke. And if you want to be cool like Munya and Luke, all you got to do is hop over to Patreon, look up Seattle Sucks, and for the cost of a cup of water at Starbucks, I believe, runs about five bucks now, uh, you can listen to our sweet, sweet back catalog full of exciting interviews with Egan O'Ryan, interviews with Shama Sawant, interviews with uh, all the candidates we talked to, and, of course, our uh, deep four-hour-long interview with Christopher Rufo, where he tells us about how he wants to be our friend and he wants to hang out on the boat with us. Before we keel-haul him. <laughs> so uh, check that out on Patreon. Uh, and other than that, I guess, thank you. Have a good time.